0: Howdy howdy and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself Zachary Patton Garcia
1: and Ian Carlos Crawford.
0: Yes, so uh, day, Isaac. technically day two, I guess, we're, yeah, we're doing Scream scream 2.
1: Um, Not technically day, it's like technically it would be day we <laughs> We've recorded so many times, I don't know Actually what. day 1000. This
0: <laughs> is take, take 10 is basically what it is. Uh, we are gonna be yeah we're gonna be covering Scream Two today, followed by Scream Three and Scream Four very shortly. Uh, what did you think overall, of Scream Two? Initial thoughts.
1: Um, you know what I? I did Scream Two a lot of crap, but um, it wasn't that bad. Like yeah. I, it's still good. It's still enjoyable. It's still Scream. I think those actors are enjoyable to watch. Uh. Especially this one because like we still have like Randy, we still have like overflow from the other movies. Yeah. Um I don't know. It, it, it's not my favorite, but I still like it. Um, I definitely, it, I definitely like. I'll be curious what I think after we watch stream three since we haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Because I definitely am a little too hard on it. What do you think, Zachary? What's your overall? Uh,
0: I definitely think Scream 2 is, is at the bottom of my list on Scream movies. However, I think a Scream movie is a Scream movie and it still gets points. Um, I don't yeah. think there's a Scream movie that goes below what, like a C+. Plus. So yeah. uh, this one's definitely at the bottom of my list. But I, I did enjoy it and I enjoyed the characters like you said. I just think this one in relation to all the other ones, this one was trying too hard to copy the formula for the first movie. And I feel like with the other ones, they kind of took time to develop different stories.
1: So we open on Jada Pinkett Smith. She is we our do. first first kill of the well, not first, but our first big character death of the movie. Um, I can I was wondering, did we know going into this one that she was going to be the like person? Because we knew there would be a kill in the beginning, but did we know it was her? Was that like promode? <laughs>
0: Yeah, and this was 1997. I don't remember. <laughs> do we have to go into the age thing again?
1: I, I was not very old. All right. I forgot. I'm sorry. Excuse me. One, fuck you. Two. I don't remember if it was promoted that way, but I do remember the like very iconic um, promo photos that always like pop up around on Twitter every once in a while. I think Slayerfest has tweeted a few of them. Uh of, it's like Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Jada Pinkett Smith, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Tori Spelling all, like, covered in blood. That was, mm-hmm. like, the Entertainment Weekly photo shoot. And I loved that photo shoot. I thought it was, like, so cool. I think they're in, like, a bathroom. As to why they're in a bathroom. Yeah,
0: and there's there's one shot of them, like, all cleaned up, and then another one of them just super bloodied i thought i thought that was really cool it pops up on instagram for me you know every now and then yeah. And i always take a second and like save it yeah so we have jada pinkett smith and omar epps opening up this we've got you know our opening kill for the movie this is like you know drew barrymore she set the standard and now every screen movie after this has got an opening kill that's they're always gonna do that so we've got jada pinkett smith here uh i don't know i don't know i don't know how i felt about her as an opening kill I think if I were to rank Opening Kills, this would probably be the second one. I think I would rank it in order of the movie. So the first one stands out as number one, of course. Scream 2 it would be number two, three, three, four, four. Um, but, I don't know, it, just, it was lackluster, I think. The, the, the entire scene was lackluster a little bit for me.
1: I, I actually think I would probably give it the same exact rating you do. It's like, you know, it's still cool that it's Scream, but I don't think we ever got the Drew Barrymore-ness yeah. of the opening um but i also think it would probably be really hard for them to recapture that just because like you're expecting it in scream so it's not yeah. as like crazy um but i mean Jada Pinka smith definitely gives it her all i feel a little like some kind of way about like the movie open a very white movie opening on two black characters being like the murderers i did being, I, um, I found the... that a
0: little suspect too right yeah i mean um, <laughs> these movies are very white <laughs> yeah.
1: And I mean, I appreciate that we get the camera guy who's just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Bye. I don't yeah. want to die. And he doesn't. Um, But like, but
0: then we don't even see him for the rest of the series. Like, it would have been nice for them to bring him back or something. Because I feel like he, he wasn't one of the standout characters. He was good.
1: Uh, yes, definitely. Of the new characters they added, he was like one of the standouts. Because he actually had like more of a personality, you know? Yeah.
0: I enjoyed the personality. And I think I feel like.
1: Yeah. I,
0: I even liked Jada Pinkett Smith's personality here. You know, I, yeah. I enjoyed her being, she didn't want to watch a movie. She didn't want to watch a horror movie. She went to the theater and didn't want to do that. So they're here at the, I don't think it's the premiere, just a screening of scre- of Stab. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I y'all. You know, I enjoy this very, very much. I enjoy the movies within the movies. And the theater is just insane. Now you would think that, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I understood what they were doing there
1: with, like, everybody going off
0: crazy for this movie, but I've never been into a a theater where people acted like that, so.
1: No, see, that's, so that's my big issue with this opening. Everything about it is laying it on just like a pinch too thick. Yeah. Like Jada Pinkett Smith immediately launching into like scary movies and like their whole thing. And then the theater being like handing out, I worked at a movie theater for three fucking years. There's no way where they were handing out free costumes. Maybe like a sticker or like a fake version of the mask that's really cheap, but not like a costume Yeah. and all of that. And like the route, I mean, and I worked at a movie theater that was in like a very, um, <clears throat> rednecky area of New Jersey. <laughs> we had, we had police on the weekends because there would be fights in the theaters. Um, we had to kick people out all the time. A girl once tried to fight fist fight one of our managers, but still the theaters, like if it was rowdy, there was people complaining about it. There was, it wasn't, Like, all that was, like, too much. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I still like it, but it's just, like, a little bit, like, they needed to, like, dial it back, like, a few notches.
0: Yeah, uh, but, I mean, I I get why it was so chaotic in the theaters, because you want that moment of confusion where uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is is there, you know, she's getting attacked by this killer, and we... Right, it wouldn't Like, nobody's gonna give a second look, so I get it, it just, it did read off a little bit, Uh, I don't know, I, I don't... Here's another problem, I guess. Right. We've seen these movies so many times, it's kind of hard to, like, take your thinking back to when you first saw it.
1: I will say, so (laughs) the movie theater I worked at, they had a huge addition. It used to be a smaller movie theater. um, And once stadium seating started becoming the, like, more norm, they had a whole other addition added onto the theater that's, like, basically a whole other movie theater um, that has stadium seating. So there's, like, ten other theaters with stadium seating and then, like, eight that are, like, not. Yeah. Uh, And the theater is still like that today. Um, The stadium seating side tends to be a little bit more bare because it's like a hallway to get there. Um, And even now, if I go to the theater, I'll get like a little spooked if it's night and I have to go to the bathroom and there's no one in the stalls. I'll be like... Ooh, someone gonna kill me in here like yeah. i'll think of that <laughs> just don't put
0: your ear up to somebody's somebody else's yeah. stall wall how about just don't also do that. i
1: can't watch that scene <laughs> and not think of scary movie in the dick yeah
0: oh no i i think of it too and i think i think the most you know most of the time when i watched scary movie too it was um it was censored and so i, I remember being c- incredibly surprised when I saw it on Netflix for the first time uncensored and saw it was a <laughs> dick but it's it's a cringy scene it's one of those like because if you ever pick your ear a little a little too far it hurts <laughs> <laughs>
1: wait so this is going to be a little off subject but you watched Girls didn't you? Mm-hmm.
0: oh yes so, I, I know what you're talking about too yeah
1: I only ever watched I think up to like the half halfway point of season two but I think of that, like, her putting that Q-tip in her ear a little too far and, like, bursting <laughs> the eardrum.
0: <laughs> and they pulling it out, and there's a little bit of blood there. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, so Omar Epps dies in the bathroom. And then, uh, I don't know, whoever Ghostface is here, which we find out is Mickey. He uh, puts on his clothes and goes out, and keeps the mask on, and sits next to Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith doesn't know him, and... She gets stabbed in the middle of, middle of theater. Nobody's nobody's paying attention. Nobody really cares. She goes up on stage for her big dramatic moment. She's got to let people know that she's stabbed at stab. Um. <laughs> Say stab again. And she, uh, yeah, she just dies up on stage. And it's like, it's a big moment. It's supposed to read as a big moment. I guess it's just a little stale for me at this point. Again, I don't remember if I was surprised by it or not. I probably was. But here, it's just a little you now.
1: I mean, I'll have to see how I feel after we watch stream three, but I think I might like the three's opening better. Mm-hmm. Only because I like that it's Cotton Weary and it's a character we know. Mm-hmm. Um, And for me, that makes it slightly more... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I do think this was a very original opening, though. Like, it was one of their, their yeah. better ones because... Uh, I don't know. Like when you think of an opening kill, you kind of you want to make it exciting, so uh, they they get they get major points for that. Um, and we have our first two deaths of the of the movie, and that sets off the train reaction for everything. You know, there's a copycat killer or killers. Mm, we don't know yet. So Sydney is away at college along with Randy. Uh, reporters descend on the college just like they did on the high school in the first movie. We've got. I don't know. This is like a. 10, 15, 20 minute scene where we get all of our characters, um, every character that we're going to see in the movie pops up here. So we get Dewey back, we've got We're Gail moving like back. every
1: chess piece. We've got yeah. Sorority
0: Girls, uh, Sydney's roommate Hallie, who else? We've got Mickey, we've got Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Debbie Salt.
1: I was going to say, we got Buffy in the film class, yeah. yeah.
0: So they they all start popping up around here um i did like film class i would have liked to see a little bit more of
1: that i feel like also that's very like of the time because so many of them are famous in that scene but especially famous like joshua jackson and Simon Shaw are very like of that time yeah. uh i love the idea of a scene with that many different like random famous people oh yeah like if they did something like that movies. now it
0: would be it would be really cool wouldn't it like i don't know who they they put all the the hot young it factors of hollywood right now
1: um Give me like KJ Appa without a shirt on. I love
0: Zendaya. Like put Zendaya in everything. Everything you can you can put <laughs> her in.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. She's the one schooling Archie Andrews on like <laughs> our.
0: I would love I to love see Zendaya it. in this screw movie. I, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> but I
1: wouldn't want her to die.
0: <laughs> um. Oh yeah. We've got Jerry O'Connell as Sid's boyfriend. She's got another boyfriend, y'all. She's not that dramatized. She's moved on. She's got her short hair now. She's got you know the
1: entire movie is very mature. It's very red, burgundy, brown. She has a better hairstyle in this one. I do like her hair better. I, this is like for yeah. me the look of Sydney. It is because because two and
0: three her hair is kind of similar, right? Like it's it, it's the shorter length, and yeah. so whenever I think Sydney Prescott, I think her shorter hair. I think I saw a picture of her. Um, I don't think she was on set, but there's there's a picture, a recent picture of her that's going around on Twitter right now. From Scream 5, and I think her hair's a little bit longer, but, like, slightly shorter than 4,
1: so. I think she just looks, I think she looks really good when it's black, like, I think I that think looks so really too. good on her. Also, in that fucking scene, uh, Joshua Jackson correctly quotes Aliens, and Randy, uh, Jamie Kennedy's character incorrectly. Is, I see, it I wasn't like, sure, I was actually, actually gonna look
0: that up, I had that written down as a note to look that up, and I never did it, so.
1: I knew that because I use that quote all the time where it's like, get away from her, you bitch. And she like, Thorny Weaver comes in in the power loader suit. I believe the and line is, stay awesome. away
0: from her, you bitch. This is from class, right.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm like, <laughs> Randy should know this. But apparently, I read that it's because Joshua Jackson and Jamie Kennedy kept mixing up which was the right yeah. one, which was the wrong one. I mean, And then they just went with
0: I that. I love kind of that they made Randy kind of the cool kid on canvas now. You know, he, he was kind of the nerd before and now he's, you know running film class basically he's like all lounged out he's got his uh his cocky sit where his legs are open and everything
1: (laughs) and we both agreed that jamie kennedy looks better in this. 10 times better i like the
0: i like the sideburns and the the little chin strap he's got going um we we so we yeah we've got all these reporters and of course with the reporters comes gail weathers she's also got short hair all the girls got short hair in this one uh, and gail weathers
1: i really like her entrance like yeah. walking on the phone has no time for mm-hmm. anything no
0: she's a hot shot now she's written a book and she's got chunky highlights she's got she means business with them chunky highlights
1: because she wrote the book that stab is based on which we get which is one of my favorite facebook cover photos to use where it says like based on the Woodboro Woodsboro murders by yeah. gail weathers like i think that's such a like it's so ridiculous because it's like she wrote a book that was then made into a movie that we're watching uh, in this movie. It's so much but so perfect. It is.
0: It, it, it's it, I, I enjoy that she kept the books going too. So like in every other movie yes. we find out there's like at least two more books on the shelf. I think the next one in her line of books was um like College Revenge or something like that. It's <laughs> they have College in the oh, title. Really? Yeah. Cuz right now um, somebody's somebody's <laughs> selling all the all the books that were featured in Scream 4. For like a thousand bucks, if you have a thousand bucks to waste and you want some movie props, they've got all the Gail Weathers books.
1: I don't have a P.O. box, but I'll give you my address <laughs> gladly.
0: <laughs> don't give them to Ian, give them to me. <laughs> I,
1: I know that I said this when she was on screen, but I was like, hey Buffy, I was so excited yeah. to see Sarah Michelle Gellar. I'm
0: cause... excited to see her in anything uh, she pops up in. I, I wonder if they toyed around with having her be the opening kill. Because she she was a pretty big star at that point, and it would make sense to have her be the opening killer. Her name is even CeCe in this movie, by the way. And later on, when they're doing investigative work, they kind of connect her to Casey Becker, and she's supposed to be the Casey Becker of the movie. And so I would wonder why they wouldn't, I don't know, kill her first.
1: I mean, the... (laughs) The whole copycat murder thing is, like, so yeah. stupid. That's my least favorite because they, like, put it on a board, they talk about it for three seconds, and then never address it And then Gail it and Dewey are just floating um, so throughout I, the,
0: entire, the, the entire rest of the movie. They, 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 that's the extent of their investment. I, I don't know.
1: Work. It's, like, mm-hmm. so dumb. But anyway, um, yes, I think if we're going with that, then, like, sure. If it has to be that the names are kind of the same, then just make it, like, they're killing yeah. them in order. Like the exact line. I don't know. But no one named Tatum in this movie. So oh, yeah. There is whatever. no Tatum. I guess uh, Hallie
0: would suppose she's supposed to be in the Tatum role, but they're completely different. Hallie is much more of the bright, fun sorority girl. And Tatum was kind of yeah. like, you know, the hot chick who was kind of not an outcast, but she was too cool for school, man. Like she was, she was you know, sitting at the punk table.
1: So then we that. get the scene. Yeah. we get Gail confronting Sydney, which I don't love because it's too much of a redo of the scene from the previous movie. Yeah. And I, I felt like at this point, Gail and Sydney would have each other's phone numbers. Mm-hmm. They would be like, cool. Sydney might not like her, but they would be cool enough because as you pointed out, this movie came out a year later. So yeah. it can't be like so many years later. It's literally a year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just felt like, I mean, I know there wasn't like a, social media or whatever but like they would be like you know twitter friends and facebook friends or whatever um i don't know right like for me this is the only thing where every other interaction she has with gail i do like and I, i mean i love both these characters i just this feels a little bit too much like they're not people that survived this awful tragedy together
0: well i agree and disagree so i mean they they survived this awful tragedy together so they're they're bonded by something all of these survivors are bonded by by this tragedy but uh I think Gail probably burned a lot of bridges with that book that she wrote. Probably right after uh, surviving the first movie, they were probably all, you know, they probably talked a little bit. They probably had each other's numbers. They probably, you know, were keeping loosely in touch with each other. And then Gail writes this book, kind of pisses everybody off, and nobody really wants anything to do with her. And you can see when Sydney and Gail, are, you know, see each other for the first time again. Uh, it seems uncomfortable but it seems like sydney is is holding back and she's not she's not gonna be i don't know she's not gonna be rude she's this is this isn't a friendly acquaintance but then gail brings out cotton weary because cotton is now released from jail he was put away sydney put him away basically um she was star witness was in her mother's uh murder trial and she basically put him away and so he's out now because Billy Loomis, from the first movie, was revealed to be her mother's killer. And so now he's back for his 15 minutes of fame, or they, they say 10 minutes of fame, in the movie. And uh, he wants an interview with Sydney.
1: See, but, uh, I mean, I understand why Sydney's pissed at that. That's the thing where I'm like, wouldn't Gail, have, wouldn't Gail want to set it up? Yeah. That way it's like she gets the interview and not be like, oh, by the way, here's Cotton. I don't know. For me, that felt a little bit too, like, I get that Gail's kind of a dick. Yeah. But it felt like... Even for her like journalism, whatever, it would have made more sense for her to be like, Hey, Sydney, I'm setting up a meeting with you two or whatever. Um, because like no interview goes that well if it's like, Surprise, Mm -hmm. here's the man you put in jail. But I don't
0: know. And I could see, I I could see maybe Gail wanting that surprise element and seeing Sydney's face, but then they didn't follow it up with that. Like Gail wasn't happy that Sydney reacted that way because I feel like she's much smarter than that. I mean, There's a reason she's running around campus and, you know, she's such a hot shot now.
1: It's not just the fact that she's being a dick. It's that she's too smart to try that interview Mm -hmm. thinking it would work. That's, that's the, that's probably the thing that bothers me is Gail is too smart. She's a hot shot. She knows her shit. Yeah. She's smart. And that seems like she would be too smart to know that that would not work. And then to be annoyed that it didn't work.
0: And then our, our final character we're introduced to here is our returning Dewey. Um, him and Gale have a little moment. Oh yes. Where Gail, uh, Dewey is definitely pissed about this book that Gail has written. He lists off page numbers. Um, def. Uh, what, what, what did he say? Deputy Dewey oozed with an experience or something like that. And so he, yeah. <laughs> he's he's got a doofy face. He looks cute. And,
1: and I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> she's
0: she not. But you know, give him a break. Come on now. Um, but they've got. But they've I, got, I
1: actually really like. I like their, like, dynamic. They've got
0: insane chemistry. They do. Any scene that they're in together, they have really, really great chemistry.
1: So we get the sorority party, but we get at the sorority house the sober sister, Cece, a.k.a. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Who, again, uh, on my shirt, she brings a lot to, like, a character that... And I think they knew that because her death scene is one of the longer... Like, any of the other side characters that have a death scene aside from the opening, isn't this long, Yeah, they're pretty quick. I remember, so back then, it was like 97, right? Um, I wasn't into Buffy yet. I didn't become a crazy obsessed fan. I didn't start watching until season three. Um, But even back then, I remembered thinking, oh, well, she didn't die in the opening, so they're going to make her a main character. Like, she's going to be because like Buffy was. Like, so even if you didn't watch it, you knew what it was. It was so big. And I remember thinking like, oh, they're not going to kill her. Cause she wasn't the opening death and like, she's such a big star. Like she's going to make yeah. it. And I was incorrect.
0: Yeah. I think it is just a Testament to her acting abilities that she makes us care for her. Even, even with just a small bit role like she has, um, they do tend to give her more screen time in movies that she is in because she is so likable. Uh, so this, this chase scene that she has. we love a talent. It, it's good. And her pants look a lot like the pants in Buffy.
1: So, yes, um, I interviewed the costume designer from Scream and from Buffy for my podcast, Lairbus 98. And I was, like, positive. I was, like, ooh, I have this trivia. There's no way she's not wearing the same pants and shoes in Becoming Part 1 that she wears in Scream 2. And I was, like, so ready to ask the costume designer. And she was, like... No, I don't think so. <laughs> I was so proud of myself but I was like, oh
0: damn it. Ian's got the notes. He's got all the pictures and the Polaroids all set aside.
1: I keep very close <laughs> attention to everything Cybertrageller has ever SMG worn.
0: fashion book coming from Ian and Carlos Crawford twenty twenty one. No, this scene, this scene's really, really good. I, I do think it's a little less scary than Casey Becker's because I guess if they're going to compare the two characters, we should compare them here too. So it's it's a little less yeah. scary than Casey Becker's death scene because CC's not as isolated. Like, it's a big house, but, like, literally right down the street. Everybody's right there.
1: So I like that, I mean, Summer Gallagher's is really good yeah. at this, right? Like, she's immediately fighting back and she's running. Like, she's not, like... Shitting, her she's not like dicking around, like she's scared, but she's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. She throws the potted plant at the dude, she's running up those stairs, shutting those doors, throws the bicycle at him. Um, I think that her death ends up being rather like, eh. like, I remember watching this movie thinking that that was her death, she just thrown off yeah. a balcony. Because, though, I mean, the way she stabbed, I mean, technically could have killed her because he's stabbing her in the back a couple of times. But like she's still very much like fighting and screaming and like scrambling, and then he just like throws her, and that feels very like. Oh. Yeah,
0: I mean it, mm. it could have been done in a little bit of a flashier way, but yeah, this is a couple of a couple of fags who are complaining about <laughs> Michelle Keller. died. Right. we're right. just we're very familiar with her chase scenes, and uh, they've done her justice in the past. And this one just it was it was a it was an A Yeah,
1: yeah, it's still good. I my favorite part though is when the phone rings. I think of this a lot with like stupid. I would think of this like with customers. Like the phone rings, she picks it up and then Ghostface comes out of that door and she's yeah. screaming. Uh I think like that moment is iconic of like the knife and her Yeah, screaming. they put that in
0: like all the trailers. Um, so, yeah.
1: Oh, we remember the trailers now. I remember son. the dimension Maybe, trailers remember. on
0: every DVD that I owned and they had a <laughs> dimension trailer where they showed all the dimension movies. Cece does. And the this entire party, everybody's you know at the sorority party right down the street. They all see cops headed over there, and so they all take off. And like our, our primary characters are alone in this house, kind of like kind of like the first movie, but this is like in the yeah. middle of the movie. And so we've got Sydney. She gets a call from Ghostface. She gets attacked. Her boyfriend Jerry O'Connell also gets attacked very dramatically. He gets like cut on the arm, and he's like. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, when we were watching this, Zach was like, he just has a card cut on his arm. And I was like, I would also be really upset if a masked murderer cut my arm, even if it wasn't like- life-threatening." Oh, she acts
0: just like a- just like Angel. Just like a little bitch. <laughs> uh,
1: so, then we get the cafeteria scene.
0: Yes, it has got bodyguards now, too. <laughs> they give her bodyguards.
1: Very, very useless bodyguards. Yeah, uh,
0: because she has a boyfriend, so she needs bodyguards. She thinks one of the bodyguards are gay. We should have seen more of his storyline would have been nice. Um, and then, is he the
1: one that gets the pole through his head, or is he the one that drives? Uh, him? I don't
0: even know. They look exactly the same in my mind. True. Is that bad? <laughs> Do all gays look the I same? I thought
1: one of them was Patrick Warburton, but that's, I think, from the third movie that he's yeah. in.
0: Maybe, right, uh, the third one. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know. I'm not keeping up with that. We'll, we'll see marks. it when we
1: watch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and we get the cafeteria scene. Such a great little, just highlight of sunshine in this in this movie. A nice little. Uh, moment for Sydney she can always remember and it.
1: this feels very teen movie right yeah, it does I love the soundtrack I mentioned to Zach I had the CD and Less Than Jake which was one of my favorite punk bands back in the day did a cover of I Think I Love You mm-hmm. and to this day it's still one of my favorite like punk covers of a song yeah uh, I would absolutely hate if a man did this to me even <laughs> though I love this scene absolutely I humiliated would be like breaking up right now he <laughs> <laughs> like would just be like inside of himself <laughs> <laughs> um so we get that that's where we're more like oh because P- oh because they're doubting whether jerry o'connell like maybe he could be the killer since yeah. he didn't get like killed by the killer um which is
0: understandable like she would be a little bit paranoid right. here and it would create some friction between the two i i do think so um i i think i saw somewhere that whoever auditioned for that role, for the role of Derek, this was their audition scene as they had to get up and sing this song however he would do it. And Jerry, I guess Jerry O'Connell did it the best. So.
1: I mean, Jerry O'Connell is, I mean, he's not like, he's handsome. I think he's He's very
0: what they were going for. Handsome, perfect guy to bring home to mom. He's med student, all that, you
1: know. After that, uh, Dewey and Randy are talking about the rules of a sequel. It's a little too much for me. The, it's like a little too on the nose. It's like, okay, but like, would do we really be consulting Randy on what's happening? Like,
0: It's because, I mean, they've they, the first one has established its own tropes now, so they're following their own tropes. And right. Randy is the voice of reason in this, the voice of logic. He knows all the rules of the horror movies. But the whole film class scene was about. And uh, yeah, Randy kind of goes through the rules of a, of a sequel, which really don't matter. Uh, it, it just, they don't. And like, we even have it in the third one, too, where Randy comes back to do the same damn thing to explain the rules. Oh, I
1: forgot he does of have a fucking a, yeah. trilogy.
0: And it's so stupid. Uh, like, I like Randy a lot. And I think him giving these little bits of information to remind the audience that, hey, you know, that's, you know, we're kind of meta here. But like, we don't need a scene like this. Uh, they do. You know, get a quick little, uh, quick little glimpse of the new stab movie that's coming out—the hot new stab movie with Sydney Prescott played by Tori Spelling. Y'all remember in the first movie where it. she said it. she didn't want to be played by Tori Spelling? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: such a weird payoff that I love so much. I'm so glad
0: she was such a great sport about it because you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's perfect. And now anytime I see. The little scene that they portray here. Anytime I see the real scene in the first movie, I always think Tori Spelling and Luke Wilson. Always, <laughs> never fails.
1: I think I said that when we were watching. Is like I always forget that C. Ulrich's hair isn't in his face. <laughs> <that scene>. It's <laughs> Luke Wilson playing him and stab, where his hair is in his face. Yeah.
0: yeah, we jump over to Sydney. She's in a play now. She's an actress. Everybody, Sydney is a. She's in a play.
1: You immediately said, "I hate this," and I agreed with you. <laughs> we yeah, were watching
0: it. We're just uh, here. We, we, once you've seen it a million times, you know they're just the only reason this is here is to set up the the ending. They need they need the, a location for the ending that we're gonna remember.
1: And the drama teachers like speech to her about like embrace your fate. this is what your fate is. It's like <laughs> motherfucker, her friends were all murdered. like don't say that's her fate <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> and, and, I mean, when you consider the rest of the series, it follows her I mean it follows her. he did this that motherfucker did this.
1: But, like, it's not a thing you say to someone whose friends were murdered, right? Like, yeah. yes, granted, in the realm of these movies, he's right, but...
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, and then he gives her the speech, and then she goes up on stage, and they put her in this scene where she's being attacked by a bunch of people with a mask that look very... You know, all these masks look very similar to Ghostface anyway, and they're all, like, trying to stab this character with a knife. Like, it's... Yeah. I, <laughs> as a survivor of something like that, I don't know if I would want to be in a scene like this. I think it would be maybe just a tad bit too traumatizing. Maybe I would need to go have a smaller role. But you know, Sydney's our star. She's got the main role in this
1: Maybe role. like ten years later, but not a year later. Something, Definitely not a
0: year Something. Later. Let her write her book first. Let her come to terms with it. She hasn't <laughs> she clearly hasn't gone to therapy. So, because she's, she's seeing Ghostface as she's acting in this scene, you know. I don't think we're supposed to actually believe this is Ghostface at this point, but...
1: No way! You know. No way! We see him run away.
0: Did we? Oh, I missed yeah, that when, part then. Mm. When she
1: drops, he runs away. Like so that was really was like...
0: sad. Okay, I enjoy... I, I didn't mind it being a part of her trauma, but now that I know that it's it's... <laughs> it's real life. Come on. What are we doing here? What is this movie... <laughs> you're competing with the i know what you did last summer series at this point same year these movies are released (laughs) the same year so
1: step it up
0: lip sync so then we go to the scene
1: on the quad which i really like where it's randy gale her cameraman leaves to go get donuts after giving her a spiel of i don't want to stay here because i don't want to die but she convinces him to stay yeah uh and i really like uh, I, they do a good job, I think, in this scene of creating the panic, even though it's broad daylight, because they keep like spinning the cameras around them, and they're like, yeah. "Shit, who could it be? It could be anyone standing near us, and it's a crowded campus." Yeah. Um, I really, really like that. It I don't love that they scenes. split up. It yeah. feels like they're all too smart to split up at this point. Like, the, all three of them survived that first movie. They all three of them should be like, "Absolutely not. Hang up. We're not doing like not splitting up." Um. But I do really like this scene. So they, like, go to strangers, look at their phones, they grab their phones, and Gail fucking (laughs) picks up someone's phone. The person on the phone,
0: yeah. They say, say, who is this?
1: And Gail says, says... Gail Weathers, author of the Woodsboro Murders. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> it's, I feel like it's me being like Ian Carlos Crawford, host of Slayer Fest 98. It is very,
0: very much Ian e. Carlos Crawford, host of Slayer Fest 98. <laughs> it is
1: a really, really great scene.
0: You know, they they do it really well. And I think it works so well because it's broad daylight. We're not expecting. Like, we, we're okay with them splitting up because it is broad daylight. In the middle of a, of, in public. Like, they're in public. It's not even like very they're you know, in a back alley or something like that. It's a good trick. You know, we, we don't yeah. expect Randy to get taken out here and the way he gets taken out. I mean, it's
1: little,
0: I feel like he probably could have put up a little bit of a better fight than that. Um, but
1: yeah. I mean, he was caught off guard.
0: He's caught off guard, yeah. He's talking to the killer while Gale and Dewey are just running around campus looking at everything. I love him bones. asking
1: the killer, he says, what's your favorite scary movie yeah. to the killer, which I think is really good. On, but then thanks. he gets pulled into the van and murdered.
0: And absolutely just slaughtered, you know. I get it, I get it, I'm okay with it. But it's Randy and I do really, really enjoy Randy. So <laughs> it sucks. And
1: I think that's Gail, Courtney Cox's best scream when they open up the door, her like Well that's the movie, there. yeah.
0: That's that's another clip that they play over and over when they play this movie.
1: Then Joel, the cameraman, he gets the fuck out of there. Oh, he's, which done. I,
0: he's done. He's like, I, I do figured out what happened that. to your last cameraman. He was yeah. he was uh, he was gutted and Gail's like he wasn't gutted. I made that up. His neck was loose. <laughs> like fuck this, I'm out. The only smart character here, by the way, got the fuck out of there.
1: So, the we then move to Sydney and Haley are being put in witness protection. Yeah, because of all the murders. Um, well, I not only just notes. that,
0: because she was in the computer lab and got a DM. Mm, Right. The killer slid into her DMs and <laughs> said some um, amazing back shit. Back then it
1: was called an instant message, mm-hmm. Zachary. Gosh. <laughs>
0: <gasps> social media then, social media now. Um, <laughs> and so, Sydney's off to the side while her bodyguards are checking out everybody's computer and Cotton Weary comes up. We get a great shot of his foot with the black boot because we're supposed to think maybe Cotton is the killer. Didn't right. believe it for a second, but yeah he, he just wants his little interview he's trying to convince her to get an interview and she won't
1: do it they then get in this cop car these useless police officers I, they crash the car yeah. because of the killer um the one i forget how does one guy end up out i don't even remember how the one officer ends so. up
0: not. i keep forgetting that too um how they how he does this i don't know i i in my mind and i've like seriously we've seen this movie like we just watched we just watched it and in my mind they're packing sydney up and then my mind immediately cuts to the killer driving the car
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i don't don't know
0: fill in the blanks everybody
1: they crash a car blah 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 the cops die i remember being like super tense watching this in the theater like i can remember my like like being like, Ooh, because I didn't think Sydney was gonna die, but I was positive her roommate was gonna die climbing over. Oh, the I shoulder. thought yeah, it
0: was gonna happen right there. It was a good moment of tension.
1: Uh I did put in my notes. Helen Shivers made her way out of a goddamn cop car. <laughs> <laughs> she broke that window and her like stilettos. So like, <laughs> uh, yeah. so I, I like that scenes. So I think it's really good with building the tension. I do feel like it bothers me, and I know this is just how the movies work. There's no way, no matter if that was Debbie Salt or Mickey, that either of them would have, even if it's like, even if we're believing that the person in the car is separate from the person that stabs Hallie, there's no way anyone, any human would be able to pull someone out of a car that quickly or even get out of a car that just crashed. That bothers me a little because I also feel like Sydney should have just taken the gun that was in the dead cop's hand and fucking shot him, fucking shot the killer right then. Been like, oh, look, now we're good. I mean, granted, she wouldn't have been, so it would have still been one more killer, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, there are so many opportunities for the killers to kill everybody in this movie and for them to kill the killers in this movie. It just nobody's taking the shot. It's, <laughs> it's just we got to extend True. this movie. It's like, how, what, what did we say? Was? It was a two-hour movie. This is like a two-hour yeah. movie, and it feels like it. It does feel like it. Uh, it does not need to be a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think so. I think by this point, it was also... it was already running too long it was a little too slow at certain points and like we get it there's a killer after sydney we we know it let's speed it up just a little bit so we got De- uh dewey and gale now oh wait no we yeah sorry so let's rewind just a little bit uh so sydney and hallie are running away and hallie gets killed she gets killed from behind the killer jumps up and like stabs her so hallie's dead we knew she was gonna die there was no chance of her living her character was very one dimensional anyway. Um, but we've got Dewey and Gail now doing more investigative work. Where I, I really don't understand what
1: they're figuring out here.
0: Nothing. It's a date night. We nod. even
1: said that when we were watching yeah, it. It's, we were like, wait, what are they? They're just having a date night.
0: <laughs> and on the day they figure out and I I thought in my memory I remembered it being two separate days, but she's wearing the same shirt. So it's the same day uh as yeah. that Randy got killed. He was just killed a couple hours earlier and now they're trying to have sex on, you know, on the 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 stage. So it's
1: I guess when you survive the first movie, it's like, ah, oh, people were murdered. Nobody. That.
0: <laughs> is that how we go through life now? They're not even like the third sequel yet. This is just the second sequel. True.
1: <laughs> I guess maybe like a third or fourth movie is when you can feel like that. Well, I guess he forgot that he was mad at her, you know? Um,
0: she's going to write in her. Also, she's going to um, write in her follow-up book, Deputy Dewey oozed with the Inexperience After the have 6
1: Um but, right before that scene, I forgot to mention I'm sorry, I'm not making trying to not make us go back, but okay. she delivers one of the best lines in the movie to Debbie Salt when she turns around and she's like, "Look, local woman." <laughs> and then she like tells her off, it's so good. Yeah. I think Local woman is such a good insult, and it's such a good gale insult too, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> like that also feels like something a drag queen might say. Yeah. But so then we get a uh, Dewey dies again, but doesn't die.
0: Right. Same way too. He gets stabbed in the back again. You know, there's this. This one feels like he stabbed more times. It, it right? was pretty. It was pretty intense. This one was it was a lot more violent. Um, you know, they're separated by this pane of glass. I think she's in a, a recording booth or something like that. Yeah. Um, they just had, you know. I do like this scene. It, it, it's a good scene. It was, it was, you know, the chase with the killer, and we were meant to believe that Dewey's dead. They they do this all the time. Dewey's always meant to be dead.
1: Courtney Cox does a does some really good acting in this scene of her like freaking out while watching Dewey yeah. die, and like you do think he's dead, right? Like they don't really even allude to him mm-hmm. being. There's no like, ah, oh, he's like still breathing. It's like she gets stabbed, he drops, and then Gail's like running, yeah, because we assume he's dead, yeah. Uh, which I don't love. I don't love the, like...
0: So, Sydney runs back to the theater. Uh, For some reason, this is her happy place, I guess. I don't know. But she finds her boyfriend all tied up because, as we've seen, or or as we saw earlier, he he got hazed by all the fraternity guys and sorority girls. (laughs) I don't know. Some pointless scene that really didn't need to be in the movie at all. Did nothing for the movie. It just put him up on this little, little star that he comes down on. Sydney's about to untie him, and Ghostface comes up behind her, Reveals himself to be Mickey. It is Mickey, everybody, who we haven't seen since. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time, the last scene we saw him. In.
1: We the last scene we saw of it, it was a fucking cafeteria scene when um, Jerry O'Connell sings "I Think I Love You" because literally in my notes <laughs> I made note of that. Um, Did you? Okay. And I called him. Oh, so what's his face is revealed to be the killer in my notes because I couldn't <laughs> even remember just, his name.
0: It's Mickey. We do love Mickey. Mickey, you are. Wonderful, uh, you're a wonderful, crazy odd child. Um, you do kill people sometimes, but it's not your fault, you know. You're under a bad influence, uh, yeah, <laughs> it just sound makes like no sense. Have, it's that
1: like me when I have a bad crush on a dumb guy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you make excuses for their murderous ways. <laughs> um, it, it just makes no fucking sense, you know. It, it's uh, the killer reveals here just don't make any sense because the uh, these these characters are not in the movie. All that much. And what worked so well with the first movie. Is that Billy and Steel really were. Uh, they really were pushed in our faces. for yeah. you know, Throughout the whole movie. And it was so obvious that. That's what the genius was. It was like we were thinking. Well yeah it must be them. Because they seem fucking crazy. Um, right. And then it was them. But we by that time we were like. Oh it's probably not them. And like here it's like. Okay so it's Mickey. Okay so it's. Debbie Salt, who turns out to be Billy's mom, Mrs. Loomis. Like
1: They just should have... I mean... Yeah. I, she makes sense, story-wise, but I just yeah. wish she had been... Eh. Like, it almost would have been... If it was, like... They're interviewing Billy's mother on some of these, like, interviews, and she yeah. was Billy's mother, it almost would have been, like, oh. All right, yeah, that makes sense that she's a killer. But I do, yeah. like... So, you know, she... Sydney says the really good line to uh Mickey. What does she say, Zachary?
0: They so um, mickey convinces Sydney not to untie Derek because she doesn't know if you know she he he's basically saying, Well, I have to have a partner. He's my partner, buddy. Buddy, you're my partner and Derek's like, No, Sydney, he's lying, untie me. She doesn't untie him, Derek shoots or, uh, Mickey shoots Derek Derek's dead, which is super sad anyway, right? Like,
1: it's poor cruel, Sydney. it's really cruel.
0: Cool. <laughs> it, it is really cruel. Poor Sydney, she doesn't, <laughs> she has a horrible life. Her life is just shitty. I'm sorry, Jamie Lee Curtis, Lori Strode. do you have to deal with this once every 20, 40 years? Sydney has to deal with this shit every three to five, okay? It's, it's hard. <laughs> <Three to five. laughs> and so, um, yeah, so then we have this little, you know, choreographed fight scene between Sidney and Mickey and uh he's he's got her he's you know saying some stuff to her and she's like you forgot one thing about Billy Loomis he's like what's that and she says I fucking killed him which great line fantastic line love it um their whole fight scene here is super choreographed I don't like it as much as the first movie the first movie felt more chaotic with everybody you know battling each other and this one's just way too choreographed but then uh He's finally got her. He's got her. Does he have her at gunpoint? Or I don't know. He's he's got her and then he brings out his partner. Gr- grand Reveal, right? And his partner is
1: Laurie Metcalf, Aunt Jackie, Debbie Salt, <laughs> Mrs. Loomis.
0: <laughs> she got tired of the damn Roseanne. She went crazy. <laughs>
1: pre lady bird <laughs> where oh, she settles down and becomes a mom she
0: does you know what same character I'd like to see I'd like to think that they <laughs> had a lot of happy ending <laughs> um yeah she comes out and immediately Sydney recognizes her which is great right I thought yes. that was a really nice moment that because Sydney would know who uh, Billy's mom, was. mom she wish she would yeah. recognize her um, and, and I Gail like says,
1: but I, I I do like that it's like Gail doesn't and she's like, oh, some work. And I think she says she lost some weight or something. So I, I like know. that. It's like she wasn't like, you know, the photos they would have shown of her back then would have been the way she looked I, then. And so, yeah. OK, maybe Gail wouldn't recognize her from like a photo she saw. Yeah. Um, but Sydney would because, OK, you can like lose some weight and maybe whatever, get like a new hairdo, mm-hmm. but you still recognize the person. Um, but Laurie Metcalf's acting is so like bananas in this It is,
0: and it is fantastic I love every (laughs) moment of it I love an unhinged mother you know that (laughs) it works really well and I think the director just she said what what is my motivation here and he says keep your eyes open and she's like she didn't blink once she didn't shut those eyes at all (laughs) she didn't she she, she opened (laughs) Uh, and it was just really good and you know they're talking to Mickey's all, you know, bragging that they're going to be famous and there's going to be a trial. And she's like, oh, sweet Mickey, there won't be a trial. And Mickey's dead. Shoots him. Cause,
1: but then he, as he's falling down, he shoots his gun, hits poor Gail Weathers. Yeah. She falls off a stage into the orchestra pit. Yeah. Um. kind just... I feel like, I don't even remember the first time I saw this thing and she was dead from that. It's kind of like in these movies, that gunshot wound, that's no big deal. Yeah. Unless it's like in your heart, like Derek's, or in your head, is like the Killers.
0: Yeah, something I don't know. But then we're just left with uh with Mrs. Loomis and Sydney, which is you know, it, it's it's I do like Mrs. Loomis's motivation here because she would be a little bit unhinged because Sydney is the cause of her son's death, even though her son was a fucking murderist, like psychopath. Um, right. But it made more sense that like she's not after fame, really. She's not after that stuff. She's after good old fashioned revenge. Yeah. And they have this little moment, you know, their their whole fight scene, and Sydney gets away, goes into the back, you know, takes an axe and starts like hacking these ropes, and all these foam bricks start falling. Lord Jesus. Lori Metcalf is just running around the stage. Ah, ah! <laughs> it's like get off the fucking stage just like
1: back up a couple paces and you'll be okay which Zachary did yell while we were watching the movie together cause you
0: look at her and she's like trying to climb up these walls and it's like what the fuck do you think you are doing are you Spiderman now is this is where we're going here is Sam Raimi somewhere on the set because I don't understand what's <laughs> happening right now and I don't know but then she gets crushed by a bunch of foam bricks did anybody really think she was going to die from that no of course not
1: Right, Because, like, you know, even if it's not like phone, they're still like stage props, so they can't be that yeah. heavy. I don't know. Sydney comes out, she Mrs. Loomis pops back up, uh, while she has Sydney in her clutches. In comes Cotton Weary to yeah. save the day, kind of condom, uh, kind of, yeah. I, I like it. I, you know what. It's one of those things where, like, even though he wasn't in the movie that much, I still I still appreciate it. I think it makes sense, right? Yeah. Because we knew he wasn't the killer when Gale, like, he approaches Gale with blood on his hands. And he's like, I found Dewey. And she assumes he's the killer. Which oh, I forgot one all does, about that. Yeah. Which does feel a little, like, I don't think Gale would have been that. Like, that's, like, Gale's too smart for that. Mm. Um But I do get she was in a panic because at this point, at this moment, we think Dewey's dead. She's seen Dewey die. Yeah. She's freaking out. She's like, I got your fucking story to Debbie Salt before she finds out she's Mrs. Loomis. Uh, and I do like that Cotton Weary, like, he's not in it that much, but he was, you know, he was in jail for a year because of Sydney. Yeah. And the idea that he gets to come in and he still, like, does kind of save the day. I like that. I do like it. I do and
0: like he saves it. the day without coming in as, as some big hero, too. Hero, like, yeah. his, his intentions are a little bit questionable you know he he's holding a gun on a victim and a in an obvious murderer and he's like i don't know i don't know you did send me to, and she's uh Lori metcalf is like she sent you to jail for a year and cotton's like well yeah yeah you did do this you did do that and i don't know i'm thinking a little <laughs> bit what are we gonna do here and Sydney's like i'll give you an interview and cotton's like done and there goes Lori Beck
1: also, that she set you to prison for your delivery is so absurd, I she's just love like it. her eyes open are like your this, eyes, and and Open your eyes, Ian.
0: Open them and say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I love it, and I but I, yeah, I, I love that. Um, Cotton is just like you know that's so ridiculous for him to like wait for an interview, and I think he would have taken Debbie down anyway. But he was re- you know he he yeah. was he was basking in that moment. He was milking it a little bit, um, and I enjoy that about Cotton. I do think they did really well with his character in this movie. They didn't he's not in the whole movie, but I think he was in it enough that we remembered him and we thought, you know, we, we understood his character. Um yeah, Debbie's dead. They they do the final thing, they shoot her in the head. Mickey jumps up in the back. We're like, hey Mickey, what's up? And they boom, shoot him a couple of but times.
1: But she pulls she pulls Gail out of the orchestra pitch. She's like, Gail, are you all right? And Gail's like, I've been shot, of course not, which I I love, because it's very Gale to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was shot. No, I'm not okay. Like, I like that.
0: And then everybody's alive, basically. We see Dewey on a stretcher again. Scream who? Scream one? Scream two? We don't really know. But he's on a stretcher again, and we're back. Uh, Sydney is getting all these interviews.
1: And so I do like that she gives Cotton the spotlight. Oh, gosh. She's like, you can take the interviews. I'm good. (laughs) Okay. Okay, though. Sydney Sydney does not want the spotlight though, right? But
0: this is not what she agreed to. So I hope Cotton does collect on his debt because what she agreed to was an interview with Cotton, not to give Cotton a couple minutes of uh, her camera down. <laughs> <laughs> so she walks off, we pull out, we see the campus in a wide shot and she kind of disappears into the, into the background and and we're done. And we're done, and the movie's over, and it's an okay movie. It's not a bad movie. It's not, you know, it's not the most special movie. It's very much, it follows the pace of the first one. It seems like they kind of recreated some of the scenes from the first one, just reordered them for this movie. Um, It was okay, you know.
1: So, we talked a lot about the leaked script. So, I wanted to read what IMDb tells us is the first draft of that leaked script. That Dewey had originally transferred himself from... Uh, Woodsboro police to security staff on campus so he could be close to Sydney and keep her safe. Randy was originally Gail's new cameraman. Joel, the cameraman, was originally a med student and friends with Sydney. Uh, Derek, Jerry O'Connell, was the film student shooting a documentary who walked around with a camera all all the time, not Mickey. Debbie Salt was more aggressive and bitchy. In one scene, she asked Sydney if she finally snapped and is the one doing the killings. Mm. Uh and she gets punched in the face by Gail as a result of that. And there's no scene where Sydney slaps Gail. Um, Mickey was the one who sang in the cafeteria to Haley. Uh, the killers were Derek, Haley, and Debbie Salt. Uh, Debbie Salt slash Mrs. Loomis ends up shooting Derek and Haley, but then gets stabbed by Cotton before she can shoot Sydney and Gail. Cotton suddenly has a change of heart, decides to get even on both Sydney and Gail, as he considers them responsible for ruining his life, he stabs and kills Gail and runs after Sydney. Kevin Williamson stopped writing the script there, and that was the leaked version.
0: Is that that that's, And I don't like any of that. Is that IMDb or is that something else? That's IMDb. Okay, so that's I. You know what? Some of those changes I actually really like. I think Gail punching Debbie Salt would have been a nice moment. Um, yes, that I like. I, it, it would have been good, and even like even the ending. I, I actually I wouldn't have minded the ending. I think. The ending here works better because we did get the, these characters in other movies. You know, we wouldn't have had Gale in those movies if this was what the ending would have been. But I wouldn't love the movies as much without Gale. Yeah, but, like, say this movie, like, I don't know, was destined to make, like, $20 million. Ridiculously low amount. This That would have been a good ending for this. Um, because this one was just boring, you know? It was lackluster. There, there really wasn't anything there. Um, I don't know. it's It's... There were a shit ton of leaks, though, with that, that script, I think. I think with the opening scene, um, because they had so many extras, like, that scene leaked almost immediately. And then the script leaked, and they had to print it on, like, special paper so that nobody could photocopy it, and, like, it was just a mess. And but be- between the first movie being released, you know, December 1996 and this one being released December 1997, you know, they, they rushed it. So they could have taken a little bit more time, but... What is done is done. I think the next one comes out a couple years later, right? It's not It's not the very next
1: yeah. year. So what was your favorite scene, Zachary?
0: Ooh, favorite scene, I would say. Uh, I don't know. It's got to be a tie between uh, CeCe's death scene and the opening. I liked the. Well, the opening wasn't, you know, the best. I thought it was super creative, and I thought they did a really good job with what they did. So I'd probably say the opening scene. What about you?
1: All right. I. For me, it's, I think, the scene where Randy dies, not his death specifically but that whole scene on campus yeah. where they're like the camera's sweeping around and they're like panicking about who's the killer who's calling because he can see them and it's a crowded campus and i like that they build tension even though it's broad daylight it's not a scary secluded area yeah. um and i think that's a little harder to do in a scene like that um but also sam death scene and her <laughs> her long chase scene yeah. is good
0: so that has been our coverage of Scream 2. Where can everybody find you, Ian Carlos Crawford?
1: Find me on social media, at IanXCarlos, on Twitter and Instagram. Hopefully I'm not suspended <laughs> on Twitter anymore. <laughs> uh, and if you like my podcast, you can find us on social media, at SlayerFestX98. We are on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you find your podcasts. Uh, Zachary, where can everybody find you?
0: YouTube, Adventures of Zach and B, Instagram, Adventures of Zach and B, and Twitter, Adventures Z and B. All right, we're gonna we're gonna close out with a uh, with favorite quotes. What what do you
1: think? Look, local woman. <laughs> and what's yours? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> that Gale Weather's delivering. That is perfect. perfect. Okay. Um,
0: I guess I will go with. You forgot one thing about Billy Loomis. I fucking killed him. Alright, see y'all later. Good night, and make sure to go vote.